Hello, and welcome to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Gerrand, and I'll be giving you my honest thoughts on the books I read. While the reviews will be short and to the point, they'll include everything you want to know without any spoilers to help you figure out what you should read next. So with that said, let's jump right in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Brutally Honest Books and welcome to a brand new month. If you follow along on Instagram or on TikTok, then I'm sure you will have already seen me announce the monthly theme. But if you're hearing it here for the very first time, this is now going to be the month of Action Adventure September. And like with every monthly theme, my hope is to try and cover this topic in a variety of different books. So for example, the book that we're talking about today is a memoir, i.e. a true story. Another book we're talking about later this month is a suspenseful thriller. And then the book we're reading in book club is like historical fiction. So I always try my hardest to cover this theme or whatever the monthly theme is through a variety of different books. And the inspiration for doing action adventure September was trying to find books that kind of tap into a feeling I had when I was a kid and would pick out books at the library. And I'm sure it's the same for you guys too. So I feel like there are so many young adult books that are action adventure based. And whether it's fantasy or sci-fi, doesn't really matter. But they gave you this like major feeling of escapism and also just kind of wanting to go out into the world and experience adventure in whatever forms that came in. And I feel like as an adult reader, it's actually surprisingly difficult to find action adventure reads. Like it's a surprisingly kind of niche genre for adult readers. So hopefully the books that I found this month can kind of elicit those feelings, but we'll see because I don't know if we started off on the greatest start with the book that we're talking about today, but let's just get into it. So you will have already seen from the title of this episode that today we're talking about the book Lands of Lost Borders, A Journey on the Silk Road by Kate Harris. And this book was published in 2018, so not that long ago. And it's about 300 pages, so not super long. But just to give you a little bit of context, a little bit of foundational knowledge, the book is essentially about Kate Harris, who journeyed with her best friend, Mel, along the Silk Road from start to finish by bike. And I do want to start off by saying that that is an incredibly impressive feat, not only for the act itself, which is the main reason why that's impressive, but also the fact that they are two female travelers, because even present day, there are certain parts of the world that I myself wouldn't feel 100% safe or confident or comfortable traveling to. And obviously they had each other, but there's still a lot of times low key in the middle of nowhere and having to just ask people to pitch a tent in their front yard or to sort of hide from different military vehicles and things like that because maybe they didn't have the right allowances or weren't supposed to be in certain areas specifically. So the fact that they were able to do that very confidently and comfortably from start to finish is so incredibly impressive. And again, all by bike. So the reason that I chose this book, other than it fitting pretty perfectly under the action adventure umbrella, is because I've read several books in this genre that have been very, very impressive to me that I've really, really loved. And so this one, reading the summary, I was like, okay, perfect. It 
matches up with all of these other books that I've read and loved pretty perfectly. I'm sure that I'm going to love this one as well. So if you've read these books that I'm about to mention, I'm sure that these already sprung to mind for you as they did for me. So at first glance, this book reminded me a lot of Wild, which was actually made into a movie starring Reese Witherspoon. It also actually reminded me also a little bit of Eat, Pray, Love, just in terms of like the geographical location, being in Asia and things like that, and a little bit of this like journey of self-discovery in a way. But it also reminded me a lot of this book that I read and loved called The Sun is a Compass, a 4,000 mile journey into the Alaskan wild. And this is a book that I, I think it's like five stars for me. I'm pretty sure I've done a review on it forever ago. So if you want to go back and listen to that, you can, but all you really need to know is that I loved it. It's five stars. I went around like recommending it to like so many people. I was very, very impressed. And the reason these two books are so similar is because it is a true story written from a female's perspective who is going on this very long journey or trek into the wilderness. And so because I loved The Sun as a Compass so much, I was like, wow, this sounds exactly the same, just a different geographical location, and she's doing it by bike. The Sun as a Compass is again into the Alaskan wild, and she does it all on foot. And she does do it with her partner, who ends up turning into her husband later on. But this one is again predominantly in Asia. They actually start out in Turkey, I believe it's Istanbul, and then take it all the way to the Siachen Glacier. And she's doing it with her best friend, as I mentioned. So the two on the surface seem incredibly similar. And so I was very excited for this book. And maybe my expectations were just a little bit more elevated than they should be. So maybe that's going to affect how I ended up feeling about this book. But before I get into my dislikes, let's go through what I did like about this book. So again, it's an incredibly empowering physical feat, as well as the fact that they are female travelers doing this. And I also really loved the way that she wrote about her childhood. So something you have to keep in mind is that this sounds kind of harsh, but bear with me for a second. So this author is essentially, when she's setting out to write this book, which I believe is her very first book, she is essentially a nobody, yet she's writing a memoir, right? So she's not a celebrity. She's not a known person in the you know intellectual circles like Malcolm Gladwell or somebody like that who's like a household name. And it's not to say that she's not talented. It's not to say that she's not smart. She's actually incredibly smart. And we'll get into that in a second. But if you are going to put out some sort of autobiography or some sort of memoir and you are a quote unquote nobody, you have to have a very powerful or poignant story or something to say. And you have to somehow make readers get to know you and care about you. And I do think that she did an excellent job of that with the childhood portion of the book, which is how she starts the book. Obviously, it's you know kind of chronological. And she doesn't spend so much time in her childhood. She keeps it very brief, very straightforward to the point, yet also very, very relatable. And she talks about these adventurous feelings or leanings that she always had deep down in her heart, even as a child, and just wanting to get out into the world, see the world, and explore. And I think that there are a lot of people who can relate to those emotions. I know that I can. And I think she did a really great job of establishing that so that the reader can relate to her right off the bat. 
then the book like pretty quickly progresses and we do learn that she is incredibly smart. Again, I do want to like cover that. She's from Canada, but she ended up getting a scholarship, if not potentially a full ride to Chapel Hill for biology. She went on to study and get her master's at Oxford and then got accepted to MIT as well. So again, an incredibly smart individual and all of these things do come up in a somewhat either self-deprecating kind of way or in passing. It's not something where she's saying, you know, look at me, look what I've done. I'm so smart, yada, yada. That's not how it's brought up. And the only reason it's brought up at all is because it is relevant to her journey into exploration and being interested in the outdoors. A lot of different grants that she got to, you know, camp and travel and things like that. Some other things that I really loved about this book, and I think that she did a great job with, would be that she never writes about anything or any of this, any part of the journey with like rose-colored glasses, right? So I do think something like this, like a journey on the Silk Road and this part of the world and being a, you know, white female from Canada, I think it would have been pretty easy to potentially like either not so much exaggerate, but really amp up like the exoticism and again, just really paint a romanticized picture of the journey, but it's kind of the opposite. She doesn't hold back in terms of them being sunburnt and exhausted and, you know, certain cities where there was, you know, trash on the streets or it smelled or things like that. But it's not also her complaining. She also talks about a lot of the positives in terms of the beautiful geography that she saw, the incredible friendliness of strangers and just total strangers who just welcomed them into their home, fed them, people that they didn't know. Like they would just go up to different families and be like, can we pitch a tent on your property? You know, they can't even communicate and they would have them come into their home, feed them, give them a place to sleep. It's just, it's incredible. So the book is very much just realistic in terms of the good and the bad. And I think the last thing that I want to touch on that I did really like about this book is that you do learn a lot about the region, about certain, you know, politics in terms of, you know, China and Tibet. You learn about the geography, different customs and foods and things like that along the way. So it is also somewhat educational. But I think ultimately I was slightly let down by this book. And so let me kind of explain why that is. So I'm going to touch on a couple different things, but they all essentially fall under what I think is like the same umbrella for my reasonings for being kind of let down for this book. So let's start off with the fact that there is no climax or tension to this novel. So it really reads in a way that really mirrors the journey itself. And so you might be like, okay, I don't see a problem with that. That sounds great, right? It sounds very realistic. And it is because their journey ultimately doesn't encounter any major roadblocks. There are some things that come up, like Kate herself gets really sick at one point and they have to secretly sneak into Nepal. That was probably the point where there's like the biggest amount of tension or suspense a little bit. But essentially there are no bumps in the road and that pun is intended. So it really, again, is just like the journey where the book is just kind of plucking along. And I have to say that as a reader, you do get a little bit bored. And this is coming from somebody who is very outdoorsy. I love hiking. I love reading about these types of books. So I'm somebody who's already very inclined to reading about these types of stories and loving it, but also doing these types of things myself. Granted, this one is like very extreme. Obviously, I've never done anything close to this type of physical feat, but I think you get what I'm saying. And so even for somebody like me, it started to get a little bit boring. But you might be like, okay, that sounds a little nitpicky. 
and I get that, but this kind of reinforces the next thing that I'm going to say, which is also something that kind of circles back to what I mentioned earlier in this episode. So when you are a nobody, and even if you're not a nobody, actually doesn't matter. If you're anybody who's going to write any sort of memoir or autobiography, you do have to have something to say, some sort of poignant message you're trying to get across or something deeper. There has to be a point to it all. So let me just compare this to The Sun is a Compass, for example, and I think you'll kind of see the difference. So The Sun is a Compass is her 4,000 mile journey from Alaska all the way to the Arctic by foot. But the whole reason that she goes on this journey is because she's torn between, I think it's like a job offer and continuing her education and they're in two separate locations. She's also right at the age and the point in her relationship when she has to decide do I want to get married to this person? Do I want to have children? Like the clock is ticking on like a lot of different things in her life and she feels very, very overwhelmed. And she knows that the one thing that always centers her and has always centered her in her whole life is to be out into the wilderness. So she's like, you know what? I want to go on this massive journey to just find myself, clear my headspace and get some clarity on my life and what I really want out of life. And that's something that is not only a common theme throughout the book, but also, you know, ties into the conclusion of the novel with a lot of like self-discovery happening. That's kind of why I also mentioned like Eat, Pray, Love earlier and Wild and things like that. Unfortunately, this book doesn't have that. Like there's no message other than her enjoyment of exploration, wanting to be an explorer, wanting to go out into the world and just go on these types of trips and do this type of thing. And in a real world context, that is the only reason you need. It's really like the one and only reason that is needed, right? But if you're going to write a book, there has to be something greater that's being said. And unfortunately, there's just none of that. Like it's really just the journey itself. And you actually might be thinking, um, that actually is enough. Like I can still see a book working that's just about the journey, right? And I understand that, but again, bear with me because there's other things that I want to touch on that sort of like reinforce that point. So I'm going to see how well I can communicate this point. So the book could be about the journey itself. It could have been if certain things were done differently and obviously they weren't. So let me try and explain. So some of the things that she touches on in this novel are the kindness of strangers, meeting all of these different people from different parts of the world who opened up their home and their culture, all of the different foods that she got to try. That's one. Another one that is touched on is the politics of a lot of these different countries, both you know Indian geography and politics, as well as Tibet, really all of the different regions that she goes through. She does give you, you know, information on these things. And the last thing that she briefly touches on is her friendship slash dynamic with her best friend, Mel, because there are certain points in the journey when you're obviously going to be so much closer, so much more in sync, and certain points when tensions are going to increase a bit and it's going to be very difficult. It's going to be very difficult if you're stuck with any individual for that length of time and doing a very strenuous physical feat, right? And those are all such interesting elements, but the problem is that they are too small of like side points and things that just get sort of briefly touched on, but not really explored. 
And you could keep them as small as they are if the author was saying something greater. There's a greater point to this, a greater message. And these are just things that are touched on along the way to support whatever that message is or whatever journey it is she's going on, if it's self-discovery or whatever. They could stay as small as they are and that would be fine. But the problem is, again, there's no like greater message. There's nothing really being said. So if that is the case and you're just going to make it about the journey itself, then those elements need to be explored further and need to be expanded upon. Because if it is about the journey, which again is totally fine, that's interesting in itself, then I want to hear more about the dynamic of the friendship and how it was tested and how it grew stronger. I want to hear a little bit more about the strangers and the people that you met and the different customs and cultures and all of that stuff, right? And so the problem is that they were too small, which you're like, okay, but to what end, right? And that just wasn't there for me. And I think last but not least, I think the one thing that also kind of hindered this novel because it is just about the journey and nothing else is the fact that there aren't really any photos. So at the start of every chapter, there is like a small black and white photo, but that's it. And this is the type of story that if it is just going to be about the journey, then it would be beneficial, I think, to have that like visual aid essentially to also make the journey more interesting, more impactful, I guess, for readers if it is just going to be about the physical feat and the views and the sights. And so I actually had the thought because of that, that I think that this shouldn't have been a memoir, but I think that this would have been stellar as a coffee table book. And I know that there are some people who view coffee table books or the term coffee table book as derogatory. I don't. I love a good coffee table book. If I have a gift card to a bookstore, if I have extra money, you better believe I am buying a coffee table book for like 30 to $40. And they talk about how they brought laptops and these certain tech things with them to film like videos and stuff to like upload to get like donations and everything. So they had all this equipment with them. So I'm like, you should have brought a really nice camera, taken some incredible photos. And that would have been the coolest coffee table book about this modern day journey along the entirety of the Silk Road, right? And showing the views, the sites, the different markets, different people that you stayed with or whatever. And you could even do that in conjunction with like a YouTube channel or series or whatever if people actually wanted to see video footage of the journey itself. I think the two of those together would have been just basically way better and I think just more powerful. Whereas the memoir just kind of fell short in terms of you know, the content that you're working with. So all in all, I think I'm going to have to give this book, uh, I'm struggling between two and a half and three. I'm always struggling between ratings, but if I'm adhering to my rating guide on Instagram, I do think it would be two and a half. I think that sounds a little bit harsh because I think if you are somebody who you are outdoorsy, you already have read all of these books before, like Wild and Eat, Pray, Love and whatever, and you're wanting to just really dive further into this genre. And again, you are an outdoorsy person yourself. I do think that you'll get something from this book or find it interesting in some capacity. I don't think it's like a waste of your time and money. But I do think that if you are kind of new to this genre and you're wanting to read books like this, this is not the best gateway drug for that. I would recommend The Sun is a Compass or, you know, one of these other books that are really, really wildly popular. They're popular for a reason. So I would suggest one of those over this one. 
And I think the last note I'm going to say on that, because if I am giving it two and a half, that is pretty harsh. But again, these reviews are never meant to be something that you follow religiously, right? Just because I think it's bad, then it is a waste of your time and money or, you know, or it's great, then you should absolutely buy it. Not at all. These are just benchmarkers for you to figure out whether it would be a good read for you. So for example, you might be like a long distance biker and you might be like, you know what, this sounds really, really interesting because I want to go on a journey similar to this. Then you will probably love this book. These are just meant to serve as like additional information for you to then bounce it off of who you are as a reader. And the other purpose of these reviews, which I talk about pretty regularly, are to kind of solve a problem that I see in the online book community. I think that there are a lot of book reviewers who either get sent a lot of books for free and want to keep getting sent books. So they just give a lot of like positive reviews that I personally can't trust necessarily. Or if it is a book that they really didn't enjoy, they just don't give any sort of review on it and skip it. To me, that's not beneficial because if I see a book that I'm like, oh, I haven't seen anybody talk about this, then I might still buy it and waste both my money and my time on a book that I didn't like. Whereas I want to know whether they liked it or not. But if I don't see any review on it, I'm just going to assume that they've never covered it or they've never read it yet. And I'm still going to spend the money and the time on it. And lastly, I think also book reviewers online don't want to give bad reviews because they don't want to hurt authors' feelings. And I don't want to hurt authors' feelings, right? Like that doesn't make me feel good. But my allegiance is always to the readers. That is the whole reason that I started this because I wanted to give you guys the same type of reviews, brutally honest reviews that I would give my friends and my family, that I was giving my friends and my family. They would text me, they would write me on Instagram and be like, hey, I'm thinking about buying this book. Have you read it? What did you think? And if it's friends and family, I'm obviously going to be brutally honest and say, I absolutely loved it. Or you'll like it if you like these books, yada, yada. You get the idea. But that is the whole reason that I started this. And if that ends up making me the villain, then so be it. Somebody has to be the villain. But if you are an author and you do happen to come across a review of maybe your book or maybe other books, I think just keep in mind everything that I've had to say that ultimately, you know, these are going to be brutally honest reviews and the types of reviews I would give friends and family. I think it says it all in the title, but I do know that some authors have come across these reviews before. So I think I just wanted to reiterate that and put that out there. So I know this might be kind of a funny thing to add on to this episode since it wasn't the best review, but the copy of the book that I have does have a list of like book club questions or prompts. And even though this is not the book that we are reading in book club this month, I might look through those questions or prompts and either share different ones in the book club or maybe have it like inspire my own questions or something like that. So if you are in the book club, definitely keep an eye out for that. And if you want to join the book club, all you have to do is follow Brutally Honest Book Club on Instagram. It is a private account, but as soon as you hit that follow button, you are immediately accepted and in the book club for as long as you want to be in the book club. And this might be kind of obvious based on what I just said, but there's all sorts of exclusive content just for book club members over there. So if that sounds like something you are interested in, definitely follow. It is still so early on in September that you can get in on the book that we're reading in September. And I have made this very clear, but I'm going to make it clear again. You are also not obligated to read any of the books that we are reading. It's really just jump in whenever you feel like it, whenever you have the time, whenever you're interested in a book and feel free to skip it whenever you're too busy, you're not into the book, doesn't matter. There are no rules, no obligations. But if you also want to follow along on the main channels, it is Brutally Honest Books on Instagram and on TikTok. 
So with that, I will talk to you guys in the next episode. It's an interview and then we'll be back with a book review and then finally capping off the month with a classics and cocktails. So be sure to stay tuned for more action adventure September content. Thank you so much for listening to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. If you like the show, you can rate and review on iTunes, and be sure to follow along on Instagram at Brutally Honest Books.